Hello and welcome to this audio article by ESCP Business School, produced in partnership with the Commercial Department of the Financial Times. You're listening to the Director's Cut for The Choice, the new media powered by ESCP. Today's topic is sustainability, and specifically whether businesses are really going far enough to reach the increasing standards being set around being green, and whether they're meeting the expectations of their end clients, the general public. I'm Matthew Sansom, and I'm joined by Jade Plank and Rebecca Ruff, who are ESCP students and co-founders of the Responsible Business Podcast, and Marie-Georges, sustainability partner at Deloitte. Marie, to start things off, do you think that the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way businesses will view sustainability for good? Is there a marked difference in Q1 2021 compared to a year ago? Thank you very much, Matthew. Yes, to um, answer your question, uh, Deloitte has issued its Global Resilience Report 2021, and we have asked more than 2,000 CEOs in 21 different countries, how their organizations were coping with the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic and how resilient they felt their organizations were. And it's interesting to note that climate change has emerged as the main concern of CEOs. So really the COVID crisis functioned as a wake-up call it was already something really strong, but really the, the COVID crisis has put the spotlight on it and has increased the, uh, the awareness of CEOs. Jade, coming off what Marie just said, as a student studying business at ESCP, about to embark on the start of what I hope will be a long and glittering career, how optimistic are you that the shift Marie is referencing is actually going to be reflected long term? So I think that brands have understood that there needs to be a change in the way they're basically operating because at the end of the day, this is what people are looking for now. However, I'm not sure all companies are really doing what they're saying. And I think there's a job from consumers in general to really research and understand whether companies are doing it. Rebecca, how much does this change boil down to defining sustainability across value chains from a business point of view? I think you're touching upon a very tricky subject, which is how do you define sustainability and how do you define these, what I would call buzzwords today? And this is very hard. I don't think there is a term that could be qualified as a sustainable company. And I think the biggest challenge for us as young students, and this is also why we launched the podcast with Jade, is to acquire enough knowledge to determine between legitimate commitments by businesses in order to become sustainable and often greenwashing. And this is really a work of research and, and knowledge, and, and we're trying to, to achieve that with Jade by inviting experts and, and getting to understand industries, but it's, it's very tricky. I'm going to turn to Marie here. The enthusiasm is there, but as Rebecca mentions, one person's definition of sustainability may be drastically different from another's. What part is regulation going to play in ensuring that sustainability is defined? Okay, first of all, I think we need to go back to the definition of sustainable development. 
what do we mean by sustainable development? The definition of a sustainable development is the ability to develop ourselves without preventing the future generations to do so. So the idea is for companies to be able to measure the impact of their activities. So first of all, companies need to be able to quantify their impacts, to measure their impacts, to understand where they stand in terms of what we call externalities. Once a company is aware of the negative impacts it has, then what is really, really difficult, going back to what Jad and Rebecca were saying, is that there is no recipe. There is no book in which you can read the solution to reduce your impacts and transform your negative impacts into positive impacts. So at this point, we all have a very creative exercise to do, which is to project ourselves in the next 10 to 20 years and ask ourselves, what kind of businesses do we have to build that will have not only the less negative impact, but the most positive impacts? Because the idea is that businesses do not only need to reduce their negative impacts, they have to ask themselves the question of how, as a company, as an entity producing goods and services, how can I change the world in the right way? How can I solve the problem of climate change by doing business? And how can I solve the problem of rising inequalities across the globe? So this question has no obvious answer. And that calls for a, a big, big exercise of design and projection of this is where I stand as a company and where could I stand in 10 to 20 years to be a company with positive impact. The basic hypothesis uh, uh, on which uh, global capitalism is built are challenged by climate change and social inequalities. So we have to rethink, we have to rebuild a new software. And that is very, very complicated. Jade, it feels a little too easy to blame everything on big business. When Marie is talking about collective responsibility, to what extent do we, as individuals, have to reframe our lives and our expectations of our lives to contribute to a sustainable future? So I agree that it's about collective action. I think it's essential that everyone takes responsibility for this because at the end of the day, if I continue buying products that are very environmentally damaging and and I demand these products, obviously companies will continue producing it in the system we're in. Now, I think uh, companies have a really big responsibility to remain transparent and be honest in how they do business. And what I mean with that is, for example, when you look at, at companies who who talk about how they're becoming sustainable and then you see that in the back, this is not really happening. There's an issue there because consumers cannot take the responsibility to say, I want to buy a product that is sustainable because they don't have the information necessary to do that. And so I think it is about collective action, but I think businesses have the responsibility to uh, be honest about the way they do business and enable people to make a choice, give them the opportunity. 
Rebecca, when you're looking for a job, when you um, graduate with flight from ESCP with flying colours, how are you going to look at the businesses that you're going to hopefully apply and get jobs with? What will be the due diligence that you do to ensure that you're happy with the approach of your employer? I think it's, it's again, complicated, but there are some main points I always look at. For example, if a company mainly talks about offsetting projects and not about real reduction in their supply chain or uh, any real measures I can see within their company or systematic change within, then I know it's not a company which really tries. It goes for the easy way out and just uh, plants some trees, which is, has become the ultimate marketing symbol. So I think looking out for companies which actually promote reduction before any offsetting projects is something I look at. But then personally, when I look at a, at a company I would want to work for, I think there are two main directions. I could go for a company that is environmental friendly or I can go with a company which is uh, not at all and try to contribute with my knowledge and try to change the company from within. I think there was a very interesting article lately I, I read which showed that only 1% out of a thousand directors in the US and the most influential companies had uh, accurate information about climate change, um, which is very low. And there is a clear problem of, of knowledge in the leading positions. And I think that maybe the way I could have the most purpose and impact is going to a company which is actually not very environmental friendly and try to change things from within to hopefully change the system. But uh, that's a big, big task. Marie, could you give us an example of a company that's doing a really good job in your eyes when it comes to uh, treating sustainability properly? What business would you say would be a model for taking it seriously rather than, as Rebecca mentions, just pledging to plant trees at the World Economic Forum? I see a lot of companies doing good. I think that a lot of leaders have really taken stance about how they wanted to change their businesses and have a positive impact. You can quote some of the pioneering companies that have really engaged their companies in ambitious transformation plans. There's always the examples of the, I, I, I would call them sustainability pure players like Patagonia, for example, and um, and uh, Yvon Chouinard really dedicating his company to saving the planet. Uh, if, if you go to their website, you can see activism in the middle of the of the landing page and they say that the purpose of the company is to change the world and save the planet so you have those type of pure players and you have also big uh, global companies like Unilever like Danone that have really taken strong commitments and that you see are really honestly trying to change their companies it's always easier to create a new company from scratch, sustainable from floor to ceiling, than transforming an, exist an existing non-sustainable company into a sustainable one. So um, I will say that nobody has done it at scale completely yet. Nobody. But we, we see we see a real effort from companies and they are again trying to do it, but the road is still a long one. Jade, let's get to the nitty gritty in terms of, of businesses themselves. What do company leaders need to do in order to fully integrate sustainability into their firms? At the end of the day, if we really want to make this change, 
you need to have a systemic change. So uh, the HR, the marketing department, every department should understand the real environmental challenges. And only if everyone understands them in a company, you can really make a difference because everyone makes choices in a company and these choices need to be aligned with the direction we want to take at the environmental level. Thinking about what Jay just mentioned, Marie, have you got an example of a firm that has taken uh, sustainability out of its former home of CSR and has rolled it out across the entirety of the business? Yes, what happened at H&M recently, and and you know that the main problem with uh, H&M is really the market of what we call fast fashion. And so what happened is that recently the former uh, head of sustainability at H&M was appointed CEO, which is an interesting move showing that sustainability doesn't happen in the sustainability department. It happens everywhere in the company. And uh, again, Jade, um, I like the term you used. You used the, t- the term systemic. Uh, it has to be a systemic change. So um, sustainability doesn't now um, is, I, I like to compare the sustainable transformation to what the digital transformation has been a few years ago. Uh, at the beginning of it, we, we had created digital departments and in the end, digital is everywhere and the digital departments have disappeared. And that's that's the same with sustainability. We want sustainability to disappear because we want sustainability to be the new the new software, the new mindset. We want sustainability to be in every CFO mind and in every head of uh, HR, in, in every uh, director of operations. It has to be everywhere. So the idea is really to transform all the companies and all the all the functions, all the departments in the companies and help them get this new mindset. I think it's important to wrap up a conversation about sustainability on a positive note. And I can't do better than that. Thank you to my guests, Jay Plank and Rebecca Ruff. ESCP students and also co-founders of the Responsible Business Podcast, which you will find at your normal podcast provider, and to Marie-Georges, sustainability partner at Deloitte. Keep your eye on thechoice.org for a steady flow of thought-provoking podcasts, articles, and more on the business issues that matter. Thanks for listening.